another episode of Fill Your Soul podcast. I'm Paige. I'm Kira. And I'm Shan. And this topic is a super exciting one. It's going to be about our possibly controversial travel opinions. And it's a super special one because it's officially our one year anniversary of having Fill Your Soul podcast. So Thank you so much for everyone listening and everyone who has been along this journey. And we have some super cool projects and partnerships in the works. So we're really excited to have you all along on this journey. And we thought there'd be no better way than to chat about controversial travel opinions from our time traveling. And since this podcast is about our experience traveling, we wanted to share some ideas and controversial topics potentially that we believe in and see if you guys also agree. First one, we have done slow traveling. And in my opinion, in our opinion, I think it's a way better way than fast travel and not focusing on just like checking stuff off your bucket list, which I know is the way that we all have been traveling. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, it's just the slow travel has been really nice because I find I meet people and I build a connection I'm like this person's so awesome I've had a great time and then if it's really fast and you're like and I'm leaving tomorrow so being like slow travel you can actually build like connection and it honestly makes things feel way less tiresome as well yeah and even in terms of meeting people I feel like when you meet people and they know that you're going to be there for a while they're much more kind of welcoming and want to not be your friend and will kind of like be your friend and stuff if they know that you're not going to turn around and leave in a few days Um, yeah that is so true I remember certain places I've gone and I've been like I'm staying here for three months and people are like oh actually yeah I'll hang out with you and because people don't want to get to know you and then always have to say bye to people yeah and you can see more of it and immerse yourself in the cultures and then maybe meet more locals which I feel like really enhances your experience too and you have more time to try different restaurants and it's not like you're just checking different tourist attractions like off your bucket list and stuff I know I literally envision like on my TikTok it's always yada yada what you think it's gonna be and then what it is in real life and it's always just videos of like certain tourist attractions of just hundreds of people which obviously are super like important and fun to go to but it's nice when you're there longer because you have opportunity to do more things or go on like maybe a more less busy day or spend more time there yeah it's like expectation versus reality and some tourist spots that look amazing online you see how it's actually happening and it's totally different than what the photos look like it's like very very different yeah I feel like uh, there's been a couple times we've been catfished by destinations or spots and you're like this looks beautiful and then you're like waiting in line for the photo and it like looks magical in the video but then you don't see like the behind the scenes as well it's so true I think another part of slow travel I enjoy is being able to go back to places that you like. So if you're only in a place for three to five days and you find this coffee shop you love and you met the owner and you really like them, to be able to go back to a coffee shop again, I feel like is a really special experience. So if your travel time and your vacation time allows for you to be able to slow travel, it's one of my favorite, favorite ways to do so. Same. I feel like another topic kind of relating to slow travel, especially if you're going to be there for a while, I think something super important is to make sure that you feel safe with where you're staying, even if that means that you have to spend more money 
we personally are like I feel like we use Airbnb and VRBO the most we're not huge hostel hotel type people when we travel but it is also because we are there long term so Airbnb seems to like work out pretty well but when we were in Cape Town we stayed in Camps Bay which is like known to be one of the nicer areas and I'm so glad we did like getting to South Africa for the first time not kind of knowing your whereabouts or anything it's really welcoming just to know like you're in an area that you feel comfortable and good in when you first arrive somewhere yeah also too I feel like we all get sucked into like you see a price of a place and you're and it looks beautiful and you kind of are like why not like what's the catch here and most of the time it's because of the location but when you're so far out on the map you don't really know the distance and you've never been there before so there's been a couple times I feel like where I'm like oh if I knew the place I wish I would have picked a different location so it, it can be deceiving sometimes yeah paying extra to be in a really good location I recommend doing that and even more importantly paying extra to feel safe especially if you've never been to a place and you don't know anyone there that is something I highly recommend because you're putting yourself in a new environment the last thing you want is to be saving a little bit of money but then being in an unsafe location yeah and two there's always like so many things to do when you travel and one of the big things is like people usually plan like every single day because of course you're there for like three days and you want to jam pack everything and it's really hard but I think one of my favorite things is like having three days because we always meet people or people give us recommendations and those have been my favorite activities or memories because usually the people, the locals or people you meet traveling give you like the best tips and like recommendations as well. Yeah, I feel like no itinerary is so like the way to go sometimes. I feel like I can think of so many days when we just like didn't really know what we wanted to do that day. So we would just like be like, okay, let's just go walk. And we would just walk for like miles. And then along that trip, we'd meet so many cool people that would like lead to future plans or they'd like show us a hidden beach we didn't know about or just like so many things that come from just taking your time to explore without having a set plan. Yeah, it leaves the door open for more opportunities. And I feel like we actually never really have an itinerary. I feel like if we have one, it's rare. Yeah. So so (laughs) if we have a day that's planned, that's very rare for us. But I think it's nice to have some plans of like, if you have this bucket list item you really want to do to have that planned. But I really enjoy having days where you have one activity and then it can just lead into other things that like happen spontaneously. Yeah, I even feel like certain times when I haven't made plans and it's made me actually make friends because people ask you and be like, do you want to go do this? And I'm like, yeah, I have nothing going on. And then all of a sudden you do something really amazing that day and then you have a great connection and then you can actually build on that. Whereas if you have plans, you just have to say adios and then wouldn't be able to get like see them again. Yeah. I feel like we do it like we either have no plans or we overbook. <laughs> like <laughs> we're just gonna walk and do nothing, or we have seven plans, but we need to be back to start working at 3 p.m. And You're like it's so right. It's actually yeah, it's all like or nothing. Chaotic. It's either like by the hour we have too many things to do before we start working, or it's nothing and something just happens. Balance. It's so true. The other hot take. So that that one I think. I mean, we're talking about it casually because we all agree, but I feel like it's very rare for people who travel to to have this opinion. So it's a hot take that like 
planning days without an itinerary, but some people listening might have never done that. So maybe you guys should try leaving a few days open of just no itinerary and seeing what happens because it's super exciting and you never know who you can meet or what plans might come from it. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like another hot take, which I have learned myself because I get tempted by the prices and also flights just like overwhelm me is it's better to splurge on a direct flight than have hours and hours of layovers. And you will promise you, you will thank yourself like during the travel time that you decide to do direct. It can be brutal. I haven't had like any crazy bad ones because I try and do direct, but I feel like my most recent one was after Yacht Week in Croatia, of course, of all times. We get off the yacht and I had like an hour and a half to get to the airport. Then I had an hour flight and I landed in Switzerland at like 11.30 p.m. And I had an 11 hour layover. So originally I booked myself this like little cube in the airport that I was supposed to stay in. And then last minute I was like, I need a hotel. Like I've been sleeping in a boat for over a week. So I booked a hotel for like six hours. And then had to take the public bus back to the airport at like 6.30 a.m. And then fly like 10 hours home. And it was just long and like dreaded with the layover. And then I got home Sunday, had to work Monday. It's just, it can be avoided if you like take the step and splurge. And I mean, some flights are like absurdly expensive, not worth it. But if you can figure it out to get a direct, I definitely recommend. Yeah, I I love that story. I think it would have been really crazy if you slept in the cube, but I know, I know you, you didn't end up doing it, but I wish you did for the plot. I know. We were <laughs> all like, we want reviews. We did want reviews. Yeah, I think that's a crazy story, but in the moment when you're booking it, it feels like price matters the most and you don't really look at the duration of hours. But if you have a, a shitty layover, it's hours of your time and you're exhausted and you show up drained, that's going to change your whole experience too when you land and then you have a week or two weeks or a month in a place so just think about that when you're planning your flights and looking at different layovers and all of your options yeah I would also say as much as a long layover sucks so does a really short layover I have ran to the next terminal so many times and we actually traveled to Greece last year and I went from Canada to Santorini and I made my flight, but my luggage didn't. So then I arrived in Santorini with like no luggage. And for like three days, I only had like my airport clothes. So I'd be like going out to like restaurants and the bars and I'd have to like borrow clothes. And then we went to a different island and then my luggage still wasn't there. So I just had to go to an island without anything. And then my luggage just randomly came on a ferry one day by itself, like six hours. And it just showed up. I mean, I was really happy, but I thought having a <laughs> smaller amount layover would do me good. But in the end, it actually did me like super dirty. So like thinking about the perfect layover time is also very important. Yeah. Like if it's under an hour, I will say that's super risky, especially in Europe, because if your first flight leaves a bit late, like you could miss that layover. And I remember Shan's luggage. We were in Santorini. Then we took a ferry to Paros, which is another Greek island, and Shan still didn't have her clothes. She was just like in Santorini without anything, really. And then it just comes on its own. It was literally such a magical day, and it was just Shan's luggage in Paros, but 
could potentially be avoided if you found a different flight that had a longer layover, which I'm still learning. Like sometimes if it's an hour layover, sounds perfect, but it can be a bit short and you have to kind of think ahead to what could happen with different airlines and delays and stuff. Yeah. I feel like losing your luggage too, or like not having it is such a struggle because like if you're somewhere long-term, you're barely packing your suitcase to fit weight limits. Like you can't just go and buy like a new wardrobe because your luggage is missing for a week because you literally have nowhere to put it. Mm-hmm. Which is stressful. It's but so true. speaking of shopping, I feel like another opinion that we have is we love going shopping at the local boutiques, the little farmers markets, like craft stands, anything like literally anything on the side of the road that looks local. We prefer going to those over any malls or big chain stores. One, because you can support the area that you're in, but two, because you also get to meet like a ton of cool locals and stuff and buy things that are like ethnic to the area instead of just what you would typically be doing at home. Yeah, totally agree. And I think, yeah, if you go to different areas as well, it's better than going to a mall and not something that you could get at home, like you said, Kira. And then if you're going to these more local shops, you're having more like special, unique memories and objects to bring home that are memories of your trip and not just pieces that you could get at a mall anywhere in the world. Two, I will say that I've almost kind of done this as well, where like I'm walking on the street and it's like a very tourist spot and I've almost went and bought something because I love it. And then later I realized it's not from the place I'm in and it's actually imported and every single shop has it. I remember we went to Lisbon and I was like, I love this cork purse. It is so unique and so cool. And then the (laughs) month went on and I saw it probably like 300 times. So actually knowing that something is handmade or from the place you're at is super important too, because there's so many times I look at the back and I'm in Europe and it says from China or something, and then you're not actually supporting local or something handmade. So it's also important to kind of like note that maybe browse a little bit before you decide to purchase. Yeah. And because depending on how long you're traveling for, if you're going on a one week vacation, you might have different interests in what you want to buy versus for us if we're gone for a longer period of times you have to be super mindful of what you choose to buy and why you're buying it because like you said you have a luggage that can't only be a certain weight so you can't just go buying a bunch of things so I like to think about like what's actually special and things that I want so I still remember in Croatia I had this like old grandma lady make me this like knit crochet top and it's something that's super special that I wouldn't be able to get somewhere else And I do the same thing with jewelry. Like that's something that's not heavy and lightweight, but it also carries meaning because I have like a ring from everywhere I've been. So just starting to think about like what boutiques you want to shop at and where and like the purpose for buying things, I feel like is also something we've learned in our couple of years of traveling. Yeah. And like, have we made emergency trips to the mall? (laughs) A hundred (laughs) percent. (laughs) Yeah, we have. I mean, like in mall day every now and then is good. You know, it just brings you back to brings you back to your routine and what you're used to at home. (laughs) Definitely. Which is very important. Something also I feel like I've learned a lot too is like it's okay to go back to places you love. Sometimes you're like, I've already been there and spent a month there and like I should really see something new and just check more things again off the bucket list. But I think now that places I really love and like I feel that kind of feel like a second home I'd go back into a heartbeat and like have plans to go back yeah 100% like go where makes you happy I know for me like I 
haven't been traveling as much as you guys and like this year I'm already planning to go back to Cape Town and I know you guys are going different places before and I could like go there instead but I just like loved Cape Town so much and it's somewhere that I want to go back to like don't feel guilty for doing that at all because you have you have time to travel like if you feel passionately that you want to go back somewhere right now then there's probably a reason and you definitely should yeah especially if you meet people there like a big reason we're deciding to go back to Cape Town is because a lot of our friends we met there are also going back or still live there. And I think building community is something that can be really hard when you're traveling full time. So when you can find a place that has people that feel homey, like going back to a place is super important, especially if you really like all other aspects of it too. And with that long-term travel and going back to a place that you love, it's also one of my favorite things to do like something really familiar and part of your routine. So you go to a coffee shop and you go to a workout class and like that's all you do for the day. I think that's like super important. And I think it's cool too to see like how other countries like do regular day-to-day life and how different it is to go to a workout class in like different countries or like just do normal activities. Like not everything has to be like crazy bucket list explorer moments like some of them can just be like regular familiarity moments as well yeah Yeah. I think when we went back to Hawaii we all met in Hawaii and then we went back to Hawaii and it was a very different experience but a special experience to go back to an island where we all met at and then be able to have these experiences again but you already have done them so you go do things that you really love and it's familiar and it's exciting all in its own ways of it not being like brand new, but it being more special. Yeah, honestly, it was such a nice routine we got into. Like you start feeling like not a local, but like kind of. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And I think another hot take, which I know we had an episode, uh, Shoot Your Shot. We kind of talked about this, but asking for help from the locals and just like asking for help and that's the best way in our opinion to kind of get the best experience especially when you're not 100% sure on where to go what you want to do asking locals about their opinions on food places or beaches or hikes or what to do from where they're from is like one of our favorite ways to travel Something too is that you typically, somehow your TikTok knows when you're going to a place and everything will come up on recommendations. So we'll always like send each other things. And then too, like we'll get there and we'll ask a local and be like, what do you think of this hike or this restaurant? And they'll usually say like they don't recommend it and to give us something far better to do. But it's also important to think of other options other than what like social media tells you to do as well. For sure. And like, If you meet a local and they suggest something cool to go do and invite you, like assess the situation, obviously, but you should probably say yes. (laughs) Like we've had (laughs) random invites and they've turned into like such cool days of like seeing things we never would have seen or even heard of otherwise. I agree. I think saying yes is important and just use like your gut check. Like if it feels good and feels fine then it's probably fine. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> it's probably fine. Like, <laughs> I mean, any bad experiences, so we might be biased, but yeah, I think we chatted about some of our crazy experiences. And if you haven't heard, you can go back to episode one or two <laughs> in our introduction <laughs> of things we've done. But yeah, I mean, there's this whole month in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica, we hitchhiked the whole month. 
which sounds crazy, but it felt it was normal for life there. So you have to know what the locals tell you to do. And they say it's normal. And we met some really great friends that we still keep in touch with today. And we met some families who picked us up and they had like their kid in the backseat and they were on their way to dropping them to preschool. And they just dropped us off at the beach. <laughs> it's <just> normal. <laughs> That's kind. I know, it's kind. <laughs> yeah, it was a good way to meet people. And then you just have small chat and then it turns into something else. I think, yeah, those were our hot takes. We want to hear from you because this was just our quick brainstorm. But we are really excited to have you all here. Message us on Instagram at Fill Your Soul Podcast. And we want to hear what are some of your travel opinions that are maybe controversial or things you agree with, things you don't disagree with from what we said, or maybe something that you learned from this episode. Thank you guys so much for being here. And we are really excited that this has officially been one year of our podcast. And we'll see you all next week.